Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. I want my land. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. And good morning, listeners. This is Annie for Showreel, our little look at Australian film on 3CR, 855 AM on your dial, and also streaming, also on on the net. Have a listen. And today we've got a fabulous crew of people in to talk to us about a fabulous film, and it's called Another Country. We've got Molly Reynolds in the studio. G'day, Molly. How are you? Very well, thank you, Annie, and listeners, very well. And uh, Rolf here who is also part of the uh, country suite of uh, films that uh, another country is part of. G'day, Rolf. How are you? I'm well, thank you, Annie. Yeah. And uh, so tell us, uh, people may remember that uh, Charlie's Country came out and it did uh, fabulously well at Cannes and all around the place. But can you tell us about uh, how Charlie's Country fits into the what's now called the country suite of films? Well, yeah, circumstances dictated that I make a film with David and it became Charlie's Country. And um, Molly and I had collaborated previously uh, on a suite of projects, I guess, which was uh, 10 Canoes and 12 Canoes and uh, a website project and, and a documentary that, that Molly made and Ballard and the Bar Canoes. And it seemed to us that Charlie's Country, as, as a film, lent itself enormously to another such collaboration. And so that's how it started. Okay. So, Molly, your film, Another Country, is the third in this sequence. But you are obviously an aficionado of uh, web platforms, which tells us about st- Still My Country which was the one in between Charlie's country and another country. So tell us about that. Okay, well, it's it's I think it's all it, it's all it all takes time because the three projects were conceived together, but we work with a wonderful in post-production with a wonderful crew of people. Um, we share an editor, Tanya Nimi, and also our sound designers, James Curry and Tom Hoisenroder. So it's about one project follows another. So Tanya um, and Rolf, you know, they cut Charlie's Country, then that, that went underway, and then we spent another six months cutting Still Our Country, and then we worked on Another Country. So they all were sort of... 
you know, they all started at the same time. It's just organising, you know, how to how to complete them. And so another country was a, a an online proposition. Um, still our country. Still, sorry, thank you. Still our country. All the, all these projects with the name country. And Rolf, um, Tanya and I had been working on it, and Rolf came in and saw about 50 minutes of it, and he said, oh, he said, I think this is a feature documentary. And that was very much confirmed by by two two Melbourne you know um, identities, James Hewison and Michelle Carey. When they both saw the film, they said we'd like to play it at our respective festivals, and it was goodness. So that Charlie um, still our country had a had a good life, um, you know, a good festival run, and it was um, we we crafted that in partnership with the NFSA. So they're now hosting the website and then we've finished another country and it's having its world premiere at MIF tomorrow. Now the first, yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow. This is why it's all in good time for us to be talking about this. But uh, uh, Charlie's Country is a feature film. Now, uh, still, still at my country, if you go online, it's a sensory experience. It uh, is fabulous to hear the sounds. I lived in the bush for eight years and it took me a long time to uh, realise that uh, uh, Australian, white Australia lives on the country. It doesn't live in the country. It was a, quite a compelling experience for me and I learnt what paths meant and uh, what trails meant, all that, all the things and how uh, Australia has actually at least six seasons. It's not the same. It's all these different things which uh, leads me to understand these films in a way that I feel that it's like an opus, a gift to Australia to understand where they really are. Is, can you comment on that sort of observation? I, I can. I think, you know, if we use the word opus, um, I feel that for, for me in terms of the documentaries, I think it's slightly, slightly different for the feature film Charlie's Country is that they've, they've been made after a, a decade of strong relationships with the community and with key peoples in, in the communities. And so it's, um, it's what... Um, that's a, it's a result of not just these three projects over this this couple of years, but of a you know of a ten year period. And with you and David, you've you know with Rolf and David, they've certainly how long have you known one another yeah. since the tracker? Fifteen, fifteen, 15 years. years. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, yes. Uh, look, I, I, I've thought a few times that you know inevitably there will be a time when all three films. Still Our Country, Charlie's Country and Another Country, are screened as the one program. And um, it will be really interesting. I mean, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's an extraordinary insight into a community, uh, the likes of which we don't have and which we have stumbled upon in a way. Um, but also thinking about it, it's really interesting to think about what order would you play them in? Um, because each different order that that you give it has a different effect on on an audience, and and in 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 a sense, they 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 play parallel to each other. They're not about each other, but they play parallel to each other. But they add cumulatively to the insight that you get into that area of Aboriginal Australia. Yeah, 
And I, I you know, I, I can add to that in terms of what storytelling is. Um, and we very much in, embrace, um, you know, us and our colleagues, the notion of what multi-platform is, is that they can be interconnected, but they, for us, don't necessarily need to be de- dependent so that you can go and experience Charlie's country and not see any of the docos but Charlie's country will be a complete and full experience and the same go for the documentaries as you know um, the thinking is at the moment that they become linked and you need one to help you know tell the story of another then you've you've failed well not failed that's too harsh a word but then you know the 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 documentaries or the feature cannot be, you know, aren't entities unto themselves. So they're incomplete. And and I think also that's reflected in their, their completeness by themselves is reflected in how different stylistically each of them is from each other. So the two documentaries, for example, aren't anything like each other uh, in, in your, the feel of watching, in how you're led through them, in, in the whole viewing experience, they're quite, quite different. And, and again, Charlie's Country is very different to both the documentaries. And that's because they can stand very much by themselves, yet they are interrelated clearly and, and they inform the same area of, of subject matter. Can, can you comment on where your ego stood when you were making these things? I know um, that's a funny question, but I no, think no, it's no. important. No, 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 it's a sensible question in, in the sense that it's one of those things that you need to leave it behind. Um, you're not doing it for self. Uh, and, and, okay, just from, from my experience as a filmmaker, it's, it's one of – Charlie's Country is one of the films that I've made, and there's, I think, two or three altogether, where I haven't felt I'm – I'm making a film I want to make, but I'm the agent by which uh, somebody else gets to make the film. And so uh, I was the agent by which uh, David could could make his film, in a way, uh, as Ten Canoes was. I was the agent by which the community could make that film. And I think Dance Me To My Song was the other one. Heather Rose could make her film. And, and so it becomes nothing about ego. It becomes how do you construct it so that it will work for the people who don't have the full capacity themselves to make a film. Yeah, and I, I think I'd like to... I, I think you, you're, you're very right in that regard. Um, you know, I see myself as an intermediary, as a someone who can, you know, who can make documentaries um, on behalf of the community. And the, the documentary, The Ballander and the Bark Canoes, which was, you know, about the experience of making a film with the community, we could only... This was 10 years ago. We told it from one perspective. Rolf, you know, he told of his experience and what the journey was like with um, another country David is the storyteller and he speaks to the difference between black fella and white fella and I think in you know I'd like ideally that you know in another 10 years there may be a, a third documentary and that documentary may not be you know we may not have anything to do with it because voice and skill has become so strong that you know the the mob up in Ramanginning can do it themselves. So yes, I, I think I think the the documentary that that you were able to make uh, on on this one with another country is quite different to the documentary you were able to make 
uh, 10 years ago with the community because they've learnt more. They've they've made 10 canoes, they've experienced making Ballon the, the Bark Canoe and there's the whole mobile phone mm. business that, that is now in, you know, invading the community in a way. And so their 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 willingness and ease with being filmed has oh, changed incredibly in you know in a 10 year period before there was a lot of suspicion and distrust and a, a lack of distinction between what was what was real and what was was captured um, you know in sort of film or, or video and now there's a completely different different attitude to to what it is to be filmed and documented. Yeah, you're on uh, 3CR with Annie uh, for Showreel, and uh, we're having a chat with Rolf De Heer and Molly Reynolds about another country, but also the, generally the suite of country films uh, that have come out of a beginning with uh, Charlie's Country. Uh, I am interested in that in particular because uh, in another country, it to me it's like an essay. It's a visual essay, right? And um, which I think is the closest way of describing it in terms of uh, European artifacts. Uh, and he, uh, the things that were chosen to be in that film, did the community have a lot to say about which things you put in? or which things you were able to shoot. How long were you there for, in fact? Um, was there for a six-week period, and then we went back for another two weeks and, and did pickups. I think, I think with the notion, with, with documentary making, that um, there's two stages. The, the, the mob up there were aware we're filming um, and, you know, very much it was a consultative process. So, and, and they trusted you because they, they knew you were on their side. Yeah, good point, Annie, because they, and they, tr- they trust us in particular. Um, and, you know, Rolf, he, he represents a, a hell of a lot to them. And, um, and yeah, they, good they, fellow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they, they trust him and that has, you know, that's just come from a, a long, long time of, of relationship and obligation and everything else like that. So the filming, everyone was so good and, and tremendously generous. The, the crafting of it, um, there's, there's, with documentaries, there's tremendous choice, but at the same time, there is also no choice. You have to you have to go with with what fits and what what works. But always for us, you know, we've we've got our our key consultants, and with all the canoes projects and with all the country projects, the mob are the first to see it. It you know they will see. See it first because it just feels so wrong to have a screening somewhere, somewhere else, you know, be it, you know, be it wherever, and um, and we we get back that it's it's okay. So there's you know um, there's a, on the consulting individual level we make sure the community's good, and then we invite the community and say watch it, you know, is it my muck? Is it good? So so there's. Two aspects in, in, to that in, in a way. One is they trust and they say, just go ahead and do this. Yes, we know roughly what you're doing. That's good, fine. Uh, we can't do that. It's not what they say literally, but that's the effect of it. We can't do that. Off you go. And then the second aspect of it is because we know we have editorial control, meaning we have, have ceded editorial control. If they want changes, we change. If you don't want that in there, out it goes. There's no question. You don't ask the question, okay, you don't want that out. 
Um, yeah, which I, I think gets back to that that point of ego where it's completely mm. put aside and you think, well, what are the what are the other solutions rather than saying, but this is best for the film, you know, yeah, you, yeah. You, you put that all aside. Yeah, yeah. Because they're telling you what's important. Um, they're not always certain what's important. Um, they trust that we will find what needs to be found. At the same time, they also know that uh, if there's something that they don't like or object to or that is wrong in some way, uh, that we've made some accidental some mistake, cultural some cultural, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That, that we will change that. They and need to point it out. That's all they need to do. And I think, you know, this is probably a, a good point, you know, Annie, because I wouldn't, I, you know, a good stage to say, because your listeners are probably sitting here, sitting where or doing whatever they're doing and listening to this and thinking, you know, what are those white fellas doing all the talking about those black fellas? But the nature of things is, you know, people like Peter Jigger, who was... Who was, who was a producer? Producer on all three projects, and he also was. He, he also had a role as Black Pete in Charlie's Country. You know, we'll say, you know, will you come? And they all say, ah, too much humbug. You know, you you, you take us to these yes. cold places, then the, you know all these rude people ask us questions <laughs> and expect us to answer them. That's that's certainly I uh, I won't I it's won't. It's pretty linear, isn't it? Yeah, and 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 they just go, no, you yeah. know, it. Um, you do it for us. You've done a good job so far. You can yeah. continue. Go and do to the do shit it. work. <laughs> go yeah, and do yeah. the media stuff. Yeah. And, uh, there's no. And culturally, it's you know, it's, 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 fair it's, it's rude to be as direct as one needs to be in the media. Yeah, you know? that's right. And in such uh, uh, t- time frames, yes. such tight time frames. Yeah. And and another thing that is, is and obsessed with uh, ego and person, individual. Yes. Yeah. And um, another thing that also, um, which I go and this, I mean, I know we're a big country, Australia, but to to get any of the mob out of um, out of Ram and Ginning runs into thousands of dollars um, so that if we if we had let's say represent I know David's coming down and he'll be here to speak to speak to the film but if we had represented re- representation from the community there it would sort of run at about ten twelve thousand dollars and it's it's a lot of money um, to you know to be able to to, to travel about and as as David says in the documentary, it's te- cheaper yeah, to go to Angla- England to see the Queen than it is to come and see us. Yeah, you know? that's right. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he laughs. He laughs. I love the there's elements in this uh, another country which I really loved because it uh, it is confronting the issue of different culture. And the business about the um, hunting down of the kangaroo in the that uh, finds its way into the town, I think people are going to find that quite confronting, actually. And so I think that uh, uh, it really does explore elements of, uh, um, you know, I love that. I told some people about this film, and I and I said, you know, he starts off and he says, you know, it's all about you know you uh, you coming in and interrupting our culture. Mm. And then I told them the bit about, and you brought rubbish. We mm. don't have rubbish. And they but all look at me as if, oh, you know, their heads go tick, tick, tick. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. Th- well, well, you know, when, when, when we see it with a, a substantial audience for the first time tomorrow, 
uh, we'll start to get some idea of how that stuff plays. Yeah. But, oh, it's great that you've done it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think that I think it it is what it is also. Um, you know, we've 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 crafted this with David and and the community, but it's 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 also a big part of it is what we've learnt about with you know from, with the differences from them. Yeah, yeah you, that's you right. know, um, and I think that when I first went up to Ramanginning, sometimes I just put my head in my hands and go, the way in which I conducted myself was so culturally arrogant you know yes you know so and you think you're a nice woman yeah yeah exactly (laughs) exactly you know um and and because i just didn't appreciate difference about time or money or rubbish and and so now now i understand it so much better and a, a lot of it they've got a lot better than us you know what you know in the old days, what came from the bush went back into the bush, um, and the fact that we really are, you know, they're drowning in our rubbish, but we're also drowning in our own rubbish. You know, um, mm. you know the the sort of the, the the waste, the you know the consumption and everything else. And like in that. fact, we glory our culture glories in the negative. It would appear in some ways. It is quite an interesting approach, I, I reckon. Mm. And I'll t- but I'll tell you something that saddened me. I came out of the review uh, screening of this film, and I heard one man talking to someone else who was a, a middle-aged, a late middle-aged. He says, "Oh, you know, that was boring. He didn't tell us anything we didn't know." And I'll have to say that I'd been sitting in that film, and at the end of it, I got a little bit emotional. I felt a bit teary, you know, because mm-hmm. it. Um, it's like music. It was actually like music for me. And I was thinking, ah, you've got no, you haven't got your listening ears on, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, uh, I know that there's going to be a percentage of people who just aren't going to hear this story, but I really am interested in how David Gapilli is actually uh, trying to give uh, a message, of a, a very important cultural message to to Australians in general uh, using the medium that he has been brought into from a very young age, is that true? Um, to 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 the best of his ability, he wants to tell these sorts of stories, but he rarely gets the opportunity. I mean, mm. the, the parts that he's played are usually parts that have got nothing to do with David Goldblum, the person, no, Goldblum, nor his yeah. culture, uh, and so he revels in these projects that are close to his culture and about his culture and and his his capacity to therefore get out there some of some of the things that have really bothered him for a very long time and yeah because he's a highly political political individual you know he's um you know he's he's really got he does a lot of thinking about all this sort of stuff mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and really finds it finds it hard to articulate it well and so when someone like Rolf can can help kind of put it into into white fella language and expression and he hears it because he he understands english far better than he speaks it it's you know he really does he really does come alive with the you know with the joy of it mm-hmm. one of the things that i've experienced being at 3cr is that we have a couple of people here who uh do uh, we have curry people who do programs here yeah. it's and um there's a couple of people here i would say uh were born to be uh, um, mu- music men or art, 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 they're art, they're, I don't know what the combined word is, but they're culture people, they're culture men. 
uh, and I, I haven't met a culture woman, but I'm sure there are culture women. And uh, David Gilpill is like that, right? He, he that's his job. Look, he's he's a dancer, he's an actor, uh, he's a painter. Um, culture is is part of life in a way that we've forgotten a long time ago. Yeah, that's that's my impression mm. too. Yeah, and now you guys, being the the white contingent that uh, cradles this project, have uh, worked on um, with people who have m- launching this project th- again through MIF the festival scene. So can you tell me about how you've constructed the promotional activity Ah, to make people aware of this important project? Okay, okay. Um, well, how, how does this, uh, you know... Because you've got to have a strategy. We, 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 we Otherwise you develop a, a strategy box. with... with um, okay, we've worked for a long time with... Uh, some publicists, Kathy Gallagher and Alicia Bresciani. And Kathy is a uh, part of the. Uh, she was a producer, or a she film? was associate producer, associate on, producer. On, on, on on the film, and she's a publicist and a looking looking person. looking looking to to move into a broader area, and so uh, they they're sort of handling distribution, uh, obviously in consultation largely with Molly and me a bit. Um, and so the the strategy is to raise awareness through some significant festivals in Australia. So, in, to begin with, uh, Melbourne. Well, we, yes, because we've um, we we have a strong relationship with Melbourne Film Festival. They're really uh, such a a joy to to work with. They um they really you know really take care of filmmakers and I think in turn in turn their audiences. And so so with with Michelle Carey, the you know, we talked about the documentaries and we had said to her, you know, uh, early on, when they're ready, we will show them to you. Um so that was why last year um Michelle in, in responding to them um um programmed um, still our country last year and in turn another country this year. And so that's where where Kathy and Alicia as the associate producers, publicists and distributors are really taking the bull by the hands and they've just been so fantastic in um, in looking after Mr David Gulpalil. And the main reason why he will be... He will be here is because of their... Their you know, efforts. Yeah, their efforts. Yeah. And they have been working, you know, in concert with MIF to, to make sure it, it, all, mm. it all happens. And he's been... He's doing a talk with... Uh, a, a conversation with uh, Margaret, Margaret. Por- Pomer- Pomerantz yep. on uh, August the 1st. On Monday. On, um, on Monday. That's um, August the 3rd. Is it... It's Sunday. a Sunday. 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 Sorry, Saturday. Saturday yes. um, it, I think it it's was August one of the, the yes, yeah. it so was it one Saturday. of the festivals uh, at the Wheeler Centre s- sellout sessions. So it has um, it has sold out, but it is on on Saturday afternoon. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's all pretty fantastic. The whole thing is pretty fantastic, and uh, I presume it's going to go later to other festivals uh, overseas. Yeah. Yep. Yes. It yes. Yep. It has um, a um, an international national sales agency who who takes care of the festival strategy there so we've gone for the world premiere in um in melbourne, melbourne. Mm, that's fantastic thank mm. you very much for coming in and talking to me today rolf de here 
Molly Reynolds. And don't forget to try and get to see Another Country or any of the other in the country suite of films. Very important for Australians to know their own country. Tune in to On Screen and find out more about what's on the big and the small screen each Saturday, 11am till 12 noon on 3CR. It's a program on film, on filmmakers and on film festivals. It's called On Screen, Mm, but it's on the radio, 3CR. A year after the death in custody of 22-year-old Yamaji woman Jalika Du, following her arrest for non-payment of fines of around $1,000, deaths in custody continue. Rally with the Indigenous Social Justice Association of Melbourne to a demand an immediate end to the ongoing deaths in custody. Full implementations of recommendations 87, 92, 102 and all the recommendations from the Royal Commission into Aboriginal deaths in custody. Justice for Ms Du and all who have died in custody. Implement measures to give the community control over the police. Build communities, not prisons. Join us on Saturday the 8th of August 2015 at 11am at the old GPO corner of Burke and Elizabeth Streets, Melbourne. For more information, call ISJA Melbourne on 93880062. going to rise up to break these chains. Stop these killing games. That's it for Showreel this week. I just want to remind you that uh, I did an interview with uh, some people who were making a film quite a while ago, uh, uh, the thriller The Fear of Darkness, which uh, actually is returning from overseas as an award-winning screening at uh, Film Quest in Salt Lake City. So they're a happy lot. But they're going to be here on Mel- in Melbourne at the Lido at 7pm on Wednesday, the 5th of August. So uh, ring up, get your uh, tickets, and you'll be able to talk to Chris Fitchett and others who are involved in the fear of darkness. Support Australian films. Um, we're going to go out with Black Fella, White Fella from Wawampi, and coming up next is Published or Not. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.